now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is our number two, live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studio, some of the only legal sports book in Central Florida with Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunow with Snakey Football. I'm recovering. I, I'm, I am. I'm recovering. <laughs> you got to admit, it's awesome. It's you got to refresh for the audience. It's definitely something. Uh, Alabama, of course, will play Louisville in yeah. the Camping World kickoff yeah. uh, coming up in Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah. Labor Day. Um, we just had Sam Gardner on to talk about it, and I had not realized, and, and excuse me, because I'm very much a prisoner of the moment. I'm about the now. Yeah. In in my business, in my job, it's about, okay. And I knew, which is why I slipped this in. You did. I'm evil, aren't you, I? Yeah, that's, this, that sucked. That was, not, that was very mean of you. Uh, it was. There was. It was. It sucked for you. You're to like, this. why are we having Sam on? Why are we talking about Sam? Why are we talking to Sam Gardner? And I was kind of like, I. College and you know what? You know how I tease in the top six. Yeah. And tonight did not, I didn't do you it. Did not do that. Uh, I and no one is more more tired. No one is more exhausted of this UCF Alabama back and forth crap that we have been dealing with the last six months. Six months, people, uh, between who the national championship is and all it's turned into is just... Eh, five months. It's Okay, five months. And I've been tired of it for four of them. All right? It, it was a lot of fun and I credit Danny White. This has got nothing to do with you what really Danny White did. You really didn't get irritated till March. <sighs> Publicly. Uh, but here's the thing is that it's turned into more just I hate I, I I hate Twitter trolls. Like I, I can I give you an example? Like I I, no, I I'm on I'm on Twitter all the time. I it's part of my job. I also really enjoy it because it allows me to talk to people I wouldn't talk to. Yeah. I mean people that listen to the it's show. It's a great source of news. I love exactly I love getting news from it. I like talking with our, but our I'm listeners. a troll. I'm one of those people you hate. You are, but the amount of you don't put a ton of effort into it, or at least it doesn't seem that way. What I mean is is that like I put up that photo of Alfred Payton today, okay? And the photo of Alfred Payton cutting his hair, and I put on there, like, Alfred Payton, and I typed in point guard, PG, all right? And my fat thumb hit the F instead of the G, so it said power forward, okay? So I tweet that. I think most people should be like, oh, it's typo, move on. Of course not. I get, like, five people in there. It's like, hey, it's like, as a real reporter, I'd expect you to be able to say point guard. It's like, bleep off, bro. It's like you I, didn't say bleep it's off. A, You're like course, the nicest guy. In of the course world. not. Like I'm nice on Twitter. I am. I'm nice on Twitter. <laughs> but what I mean is, is that it's still like the UCF Alabama thing has turned into a discussion and a debate for well, actually, Twitter guy, where it's like Alabama says, "Well, UCF had a terrible strength of schedule," and then I get Al- and then I get UCF guy. Well, actually, Alabama's isn't that much better. Well, Alabama actually won- by some systems it was worse well actually by some systems that's all it's turned into and when everybody knows and this is my problem is that the kernel of truth buried in the back of everybody's mind is the college football playoff champion is considered the national champion considered as the operative word there all right ucf is claiming it because they are claiming that of course you have the coley index which was looking for some advertising. The Colby oh, it Index, got it. which named UCF the champion. That's perfect. I get what they're doing. I like it. There was also a press outlet in like Baltimore. Can we call ourselves the group of five champions? Yeah, you can. You can, but then everyone say, okay, cool. You're the biggest loser. That's that's what everyone uh, will say. You're the champion. Hey, listen, that's great. People have to win the NIT too. That's what people will say. <laughs> but it has turned into just... The back and forth musings of morons on Twitter, and that and, and that is what annoys me. You is that there are no that, educated people actually debating it, and when they do, all right, guys like Danny White, 
They bring facts, but all it's turned into is UCF person telling Alabama dude he's surprised he could tweet because Alabama fans can't read, and Alabama fan telling UCF guy, hey, listen, we play real football up here in the SEC. It just means more. That's why I'm tired of it. And to complete the story here, because I'm way, way off off base here, okay, I'm way off uh, off topic, is I just realized last segment that Alabama's coming here to Orlando for the Camping World kickoff to play Louisville, which September means one. things might get a little bit like simmered down right around August 1st, only for it to come back again, because Satan himself, Alabama head coach Nick Saban, is coming here to O-Town. He's visiting Ground Zero, basically. Tailgate will open at 1 o'clock. They're going to have six hours to marinate on this. And if I'm UCF, I'm trying to find a student ticket deal for that. If I'm UCF, hey, st- by, here's some free advice, Central Florida, from a USF alum. <laughs> you find a student ticket deal for that. You fill that thing. You fill that place. You send more fans. And then, by the way, Alabama fan, you come back with, wow, more of your fans come to Alabama games and UCF <laughs> games, and this thing just keeps going. But if I'm UCF, that's what I do. I make the place purple and gold. I mean, uh, black and uh, black yeah, the and gold. The only bad thing about the game is that you're going to have two red teams. So that so you're going to have half the stadium be red and half be black and gold. So you're really going to have to show up, UCF. I've talked myself into this. I want to go now. <laughs> Because I want to be there. I want to be there at the nexus of a Twitter debate. And I think actually what will happen is the universe will will just kind of fold onto itself. Kind of, yeah, like when when Gozer meets the Keymaster. And if or you're Florida Citrus Sports, Sam, if you're listening, that's how you market this. Like secretly, you market this directly As to UCF. own Orlando, that type yes. of thing. This is the Alabama UCF <laughs> in 2018 that we need. It's not what we want, but it's what we need. Do you secretly switch out the uniforms of the Louisville players? I hate and, this. And put like, you know. I hate does this. Does Shaquem Griffin show up? No. I No, he has better <laughs> things to do, Shaquem. You stay the hell away from that stadium. You have better things to do. He's Jerry Daniels on Nick Reynolds. It's Nicky Football. Uh, despondent Nicky Football. This is live, local, and loud. You're only angry because you know it's true. Here on ESPN 580. We already did our question. Can I ask you a new question? Because Stefan Diggs, wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings, has a new question for us. Oh. He hasn't asked this personally, but I want to oh, help. Wow. I want to help. You didn't, you didn't prep me for so, this. No, I, I did not. This just came across my desk. Nikki ADHD. Tonight. So, Stefan Diggs tweets, I'm sorry, could you have taken that Alabama discussion much further? <laughs> Where were we going with that? That's all. I just figured. I was trying to think of like the different banners I could put up. Yeah, I don't want to do that. T-shirts. We have months for that. I don't care. So, Stefan Diggs tweets, all right, at Stefan Diggs, by the way, you want to get at him, um, with the hashtag Diggs got a question. He says, give me your top three hardest positions to play in football. Oh. What are the hardest positions to play in football? This is a question of the night for us. This is right up our alley. This is what we do. This I is true to brands here on good, Live Local but, and Loud. But now I don't have ponder time. That You can have some ponder time because I think the obvious answer, number one, is quarterback, correct? Yeah. Like quarterback, obviously, is number one. And then number two is going to shock you because it's offensive line and it's likely the left tackle position. That is, you know, that's one of the position. smartest people on the field, it is. right? Those guys are always the all academic You have to guys. find a really fat guy with a high IQ, which is not common. That's why they're all paid well. I would go left tackle. I needed after to be that. fatter. See, if I was fatter, I could have been a left tackle. Could eat more. <laughs> could have tried. I would go left tackle at number two. Quarterback, left tackle. Because right. the left tackle can play all positions. He. 
Maybe he can. Is that on the true? Line, yeah. Okay, he can play all positions, but he's the most important guy, and that's yeah. just uh, the pressure, the, the amount of pressure with and him. And sometimes your left difficult. tackle will double up at center. I don't know what that third thing is. Who's third on that list of the toughest positions to play in? It's got to be in m- football. M- some cases, it's your linebacker. Okay, because he has to because he's the quarterback of he's your defense. Leading, he, I guess I'm going quarterback of the defense. He's there. the quarterback of the defense. He's reading the lines. He's translating it because remember, if you're big and stupid, you're on the defensive line. So he's trying to translate not only explain this in simple fourth grade education terms to these guys. Um, I think I just angered a bunch of 300 pound guys, but he's also having to direct that that movement. Yeah, I, I man, um, I know it's quarterback. I feel like it's offensive line, and then I think you're right with linebacker because that's the guy that is the quarterback of the defense. Now, place kicker is a really uh, skilled position. And that's where getting to kicker here it is. It's a very skilled position. It's very tough to play because if you ever tried kicking a field goal, yeah, it's really tough. It's really really hard. You did you last need... year in the skills challenge, right? Um, did you yes. do the tic tac toe? Yes, we did the tic tac toe. Did you or Scott win? I was no Scott. Scott wasn't there. You had to get up early in the morning and travel down to Lake Bonavista. So you or CC won? Scotty ain't a about that oh cc won that because chris played soccer okay. chris played soccer and i'm just i'm at a complete competitive disadvantage yeah if you're a soccer player in america and you want to actually get paid and have people cheer for you yeah, you want like a scholarship or something yeah. like that yeah like i mean that's Place kicker exactly i mean they they will put more people in for a preseason game than mls's matchup of the week uh, that's that's for true but uh wow i'm gonna put kicker on there is it linebacker or kicker three hardest positions to play in football quarterback left tackle kicker it's a skill. You said skill. No, no, hardest to play. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just mental. It's physical too. I mean, skill. if you're fast, right? If you're fast and you learn the playbook, you can be a linebacker, right? I love that we didn't go to to running back or wide receiver because it's like they hand oh, you the no, ball, no, you no, run. No. You catch no. the ball, you run. Running back is about your first step. It's about having that skill set that no Magic players had since Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one you said? Linebacker? What do you mean? No, no, no. You said oh, running back or wide, re- wide receiver. Running wide back. receiver? No. Yeah, I'm, no, I don't no. think. So I would say it. the corner's got to be quicker or yes, more intelligent because they have or, to read. They're, yeah, the defense is at more of a disadvantage at all 100%. times than the offense. So. Everybody on the defense side is usually smarter, right? With the exception of the quarterback and the offensive line, right? The offensive line is there because they have to be able to diagnose the 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 blitzes and the switching and all that other stuff and yes. quick. Okay, so I think we've gotten to it. Okay, that we got it. it's quarterback, it's left tackle. No, it's the kicker. Third, we don't know on the third. It's I kicker. still think linebacker's still in there. Kicker or linebacker, you let us know. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Hardest positions to play on a football field. 844-225-5580. We'll take your calls, your texts, your tweets. Coming up next Friday, having a good time. Live, local, and loud. You're on ESPN 580. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hey, welcome back. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football. We're in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can get in touch with the show at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232, and one texter just text. Uh, we're, we're talking about, Let me. I guess I need to give context here. We're trying to answer the question, which positions on the football field are the hardest positions to play? And Jerry and I came to a consensus on the first two, quarterback, and offensive line, left tackle. And we're kind of debating the third spot, which is either linebacker or kicker. Texter writes into 21232, so neither of you played. Great. So clearly that texture disagrees football. with us. You played. I played football. I admit, Screw like, you, dude. I didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> 
Woo! All right. Well, um, listen. He doesn't uh, know my past. That I. Oh. Boy, <laughs> that escalated quickly. I might not know anything really about basketball. Fast. Uh, but, I didn't uh, play. But I, I played baseball, wrestled, and played football. I so, did not. Uh, I didn't play. Texture writes, the quarterback has the play called for him. The linebacker and safety have to adjust the formations and motions on the fly. I agree with the safety. It's pretty obvious who's smarter. So who did he say? Well, he's saying that the linebacker and the safety are smarter than the, the, I'm sorry. We're not saying smarter, the tougher position to play. Yeah, we weren't talking about intelligence. No, but no, this I is not laid out for him, yes. uh, for the audience, that the linebackers... Now, not all linebackers play that role, so let's make that very clear. You have to have a certain skill set to play that role. A lot of times, Mm -hmm. a different position player on the defense will have to play that role, Mm -hmm. but it's natural in many cases for the linebacker to be that guy, but not always. As a dude who never played, but So if you have a freakish athlete who's just good at getting a quarterback, but is not the brightest upstairs... Then someone else on that defense will play that role. Of course, like as as a dude who never played but has watched a hell of a lot of football, has been in a hell of a lot of locker rooms, and has talked to a hell of a lot of coaches. I would say that the, I would put the linebacker on that list before I would the safety. Um, but that's but that's no me. safety's a good one though. But it is, and we brought up safety. But, but, but this is not but, about intelligence. But I didn't say kickers were intelligent. Oh boy, Ali Peak's going to be kicking me for this one. But no, they're big legs. But you said skill. Exactly. And that's And it's hard to kick that damn thing through the uprights. There's some nuance to this discussion. It's about the harder positions. Quarterback, I would say and, and by the way, if you want to put linebacker on the Did you see that stupid line, report that Ryan Tannehill can memorize everything that he's got a photographic mm, memory? Yeah, I know. The problem is he's injured while he's doing it. Can't even get on the field. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Let's go to Tristan and Lake Mary. Tristan, you're up next, you're on live local and loud. Tristan, how you doing, man? Uh oh, it's Chris, man. Oh, sorry, wow. man. hey, that, listen, I got bad information, but it's I got, okay. It's me, man. It's I have bad here. Let's, it's let's just, I, yeah. got, I was so mad at y'all. At y'all, he probably didn't hear me say it right. I, <laughs> he I, was like, angry. Was me, right? He was literally yelling I at was, me when I picked up the phone. <laughs> oh man, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, I was like, y'all killing me because I mean, now I mean, I played defense we, and I played offense. We put kicker on the list. It's because college football. It's because kickers on the list, right, Chris? Well, not only kickers, but the fact that y'all 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 basically downplayed and, and mocked at running backs, a full time running back that actually plays all three downs, has to pick up blitzes, has to pick up the middle linebacker who y'all call the smartest guy on defense, and and also has to basically be patient enough to read the blocks from these dumb left tackles that make the pulls and stuff like that. So what are you talking about? Le'Veon Bell doesn't look like a, a, a freak of nature subject he's just running the ball. He's he's thinking all the way through and pick up blocks so that people like Ben Rosenberg. Now, true, they dumbed down the running back position so that a lot of running backs don't do all that, but the ones that are great, they do well, everything. we're not arguing that, Chris. Um, a lot of guys. Let me get to the bottom of this. Chris, did you play running back? I played running back in okay. high school. I played wide receiver in college. Oh, wide those are the two. You're right. I can see why Chris oh. would be angry. Okay, I can see why, Chris. I get it. You can. No, but I'm not going to say, look, I, I know for a fact wide receiver was an easy position. I'm not even going to front. I know. <laughs> All I had to do was know, know my route and know what to do and pick up blocks when I, when I was run down, which I didn't really like to do in the first place. I'd rather run the ball, but that being said, oh, you're Steph Curry. You don't play defense. All right, I guess, I guess we're, we're yeah, pretty much. We're, okay. 
Chris, man, I guess we're that's our di- call of the night. We're, by the way, we're, we're save him. We're we're disrespecting the running back position, according to Chris. I I oh man, um, he hung up too quick. I was going to give him a prize. It's, it's a it's a it's there, there were a lot of things I didn't take into consideration there from Chris. I understand you got to pick up the blitz. We're not He's, saying running back is a non-skill position. It is. We're saying that it's not as important. Skilled as other positions. It said that there are other hard. You have to have a pecking order. Yeah, you do it. And I'm going to tell you who's on the top of that pecking order is Jamie Watson, former forward for Orlando City, is on the line. Jamie, who on the soccer pitch is the most skilled position? We did this the wrong way. We should have done the dumbest people on the team. That's how we should have done this. What's up, Jamie? (laughs) Is that how you should have let him? Is it left back? Tell me, is it left back? Well, I so going back to to Chris's point. I think I think Chris is right. I'm I'm all in on the running back being the hardest one. Um, you get if you carry it twenty five times a game, thirty times a game, you're getting crushed, and then you get crushed, and you got to go pick up a block the next play if they want to give you a playoff. So I'm with Chris, but if we go, if we're switching it to soccer, good case. I think I think I think center mid is the hardest one, a defensive center mid because it's tireless. You just sit in in between attacking players. You get stuck defending. You don't really get a chance to go forward. Look, I mean, left back, left back is one of the actual easier spots on That's what I said. I said, which one's the dumbest one? Left back? Oh, well, Luke Bowden. I was, I was giving you an opportunity so, so, yeah. to slam on Luke Bowden. That's what I was giving Luke you right Bowden, there. Luke, Luke Bowden was definitely the, <laughs> would fall into that category. No, I love Luke. It was the, uh, yeah, if Luke could do it, anybody could do it. <laughs> oh, he was pretty though, man. He was pretty. You got to give him love for that. Jamie my, Watson, my former forward for Orlando City, now the voice of uh, sideline commentator for our boys up there in Minnesota. Uh, we just passed the 35-game mark for Jason Christ. Um, his record was eerily similar to Adrian Heath's. Of course, then he went on a nice little run. But I wanted to ask you, you, you worked under both or worked with both. Both Real Salt Lake with uh, Jason Christ, and then of course Adrian in Orlando, and of course up there in Minnesota. Where, you know, where, where, where's the style difference, and and the success they've both seen in their new endeavors? Well, I mean, I, I think first of all, you you could not be comparing uh, two different people different more. People. Yeah. yeah, it is it is the definition of apples to oranges. When you talk Jason Christ, you talk Adrian Heath. Um, for what Orlando City embodies and the connection to the people and to the community, um, I don't think there was anybody better that could have led the club than Adrian just because he was an extension of that. Um, you know, and, and obviously no coach lasts forever. Um, so when they made a change, I admit I was surprised because I played with Jason. I know Jason. Um, he is as stern and as business-like um, as possible. I mean, there's no, it's almost like I was scared to laugh when I was playing soccer <laughs> practice with him. Um, so, I don't know, it was a complete 180. And, and it's funny you mentioned the records after 35 games. Um, it goes to show that not one style is necessarily better than the other. And that's why it matters how your connection is with the players, um, how you can get them to buy into what it is that you do. And it's not as easy as everyone thinks. Maybe, maybe all those people at the, at the end that were thinking, well, we need to change something because Adrian isn't doing it the right way. Well, maybe they weren't exactly as right as they thought they were. And a lot of those people were very vocal at, at that time. And I mean, it'd be interested to hear what they say now, seeing the, the comparison 35 games in. But Orlando's loss is Minnesota's game because we have Adrian here, and he has done 
a stellar job of, of ushering us into MLS, and I couldn't be happier that he's here in, in Minnesota with us. Talking to Jamie Watson, uh, my former cohort when I was on the broadcast team for Orlando City. In fact, I'd like to take credit again. I know you have said this, but I'm going to take it again as being the, <clears throat> the first guy to really usher him into the broadcast booth there. Jamie's on the line with us. Jamie, um, uh, we talked a little bit last year about the International Champions Cup. That is back. They're not coming to Orlando, but they are coming to Miami twice. Hard Rock Stadium down there in South Florida. Bayern and Manchester City facing off on Saturday, July 28th. And Manchester United and Real Madrid, I can't even believe I'm saying the names of these teams, are facing off on Tuesday, July 31st. This is massive. Oh, it's absolutely massive. I mean, this is 18. This tournament is 18 of the biggest teams in the world. The final four teams and the majority of the eight final teams in the Champions League are teams that are playing in the National Champions Cup. And last year, um, I believe it was Tottenham PSG played in Orlando. Um, and it just is a showcase of these, these big teams that understand how savvy fans are in the U.S. now. And now they want to come and play. They want to... Um, they understand that people wake up normally at 7 in the morning to go watch these teams play in bars around the world. Well, now they get a chance to come into your backyard. So it's this huge thing to be able to see these teams. But for some people, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So it's this massive, massive thing. And, look, it's only a, what, three-and-a-half, four-hour drive down to Miami. So that's not too bad. You can get down there. That's, that's four incredible teams, two big games on the, uh, the 28th and the 31st, like you mentioned, if, if there are still tickets available. I mean, those games might, might already be sold out by now, Jerry. I know, but just in case, if you want tickets, you can check them out at internationalchampionscup.com. I missed you when you were down here um, at Orlando City Stadium. Was it weird being back on home turf? Uh, no, because it was incredible, the reception, the people that that uh, the people that we saw. And I say we, I mean Adrian Leith, I mean Ian Fuller, Mark Watson, Kevin Molino, myself. Uh, it couldn't have been a nicer reception from everyone there. Um, and... Uh, there was a funny moment where the ball came over to the sideline and it, and it kind of bounced up to me and I got a chance to uh, trap it, kind of juggled it and kicked it back onto the field. And it was one of those, uh, I looked over at both coaches, Jason and Adrian, and I both looked at him with a little smile and was like, hey, at one point you guys both cut me. You missed out on that. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, great result for Minnesota United on the day. But I think more so for Adrian, it was a big moment for him to kind of close the chapter because now he's played Orlando in Minnesota. He's played Orlando at Orlando City. It was uh, two wins for him. Um, it was a great way for him to come back. I honestly wish they would have done a little bit more. And I had heard rumblings that maybe there was a video that they had for him that they were going to play or maybe weren't going to play. Yeah. You know what? I'm not with the team anymore, so I'm going to tell you stuff that I can say that, that you know who can't. They had a whole tribute thing, and apparently someone did an interview ahead of time and leaked it, and then the team went ape crap over it. So that's why that whole thing got squished. But apparently, like Isaiah Thomas up there in Boston, uh, Adrian Heath was going to have a little tribute thing when he came home. But, uh, you know, sometimes politics is a funny thing. Well, I mean, I think it would have been fitting for all that he did. You got for this all, all They should at least send him the damn video so at least he can see it. I mean, what would a 60-second video? I think everyone in the stadium would have appreciated it. But, you know, hey, 
look, those decisions are made at a higher level, and, and there's no animosity. I'll I mean, guarantee you one thing, Jamie. No cups would have been thrown at the video. Jamie Watson, <laughs> former forward for Orlando City, thank you for coming on with us again. The International Champions Cup is coming to Miami July 28th, Manchester City versus Bayern. Bayern? Bayern? Bayern. Bayern? And then Manchester United versus Real Madrid. Thanks, Jamie. Hey, thanks. Enjoy the enjoy the winning streak. The uh, the six games. I know it's not anymore, but man, six wins in a row is impressive. Orlando's doing great, so enjoy that. And uh, let me come back on whenever, guys. I love chatting with y'all. Thanks All for right. having me on, man. It's good to have him. Last time we had him on with the kid in the background, the kid threw up on him. So that's an improvement over the last. Could time we have sound like like any more of ugly Americans? We don't know how to say Bayern. I, I, I do that on purpose. Oh, you do? That's the only one I do on purpose. Yeah, that's a running joke. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Sorry. I was not involved in the joke. Yes, okay. Coming up next, uh, I will... Can we touch more on the stupid players on a football field, though? Oh, we can because we've uh, we, we've got to... This, co- this has got some legs. Um, well, like we didn't do we didn't do stupid players. I know, but now I want to. I want I'm to talk about so, stupid running backs. I'm always so uncomfortable when we do this. I'm always like, I'm always so uncomfortable. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Either either night court or, or dumb if, players. If we, if we come back and we're not talking about stupid football players, I was vetoed. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hey, welcome back. It's Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out with Jerry Daniels in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Thank you, football. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Friday. Heat Ziggler's around the corner. We'll touch on some high school football here on a Friday. Like, their season's what? I mean... Two months away, three months away. What are we at? Mid, mid-May, so we got yeah. June, July, August. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for football. Uh, we were, we were, we were in our meeting. Grass. We were in our meeting for high school football uh, media day last week. What? And Why I was am... I not invited to this? What do you watch there? This is so wrong. We, no, I'm, we, I'm telling you, we we didn't I'm have the cornerstone of that broadcast. We we didn't. I'm the personality. We did it one year with you and stopped. He did do it when you were with mm, Maybe there was a message there. Maybe just a little bit. We didn't have three hours for a meeting, Jerry. We had 35 minutes. That's all I'm going to say. So Whatever. earlier in the show, uh, we brought up a question that was posed by Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Stefan Diggs. And he said, give me the three hardest positions to play yeah. on a football field. Now, you and I kind of talked back and forth about this. You played football. I did not. I've watched a lot of football in my yeah. life. And we settled on two positions. We settled on quarterback. 100% agreed on QB. And left tackle? Left tackle. And then we left it open now, for a third and, one. But I'm going to argue that that line position can be center or left tackle. Because okay. if you have an undersized left tackle who's the smartest guy in the field and he's shorter and you have a short quarterback, you might put him in the center position because it's easier for the quarterback to throw over him. Like, for example, a Drew Brees. Okay. All right, I'm I'll, sorry. I didn't mean to go all no, the way no, you're, on you. No, no, you're fine. I zoned out in the middle of that, but the, it's okay. That was my position when I played. Okay. Um, left bench? Yes, tackle. That, left tackle? Okay. That, that, um, whatever. So so offensive line, whatever. And the third position. I wasn't always a fat block. We were kind of, we were kind of split <laughs> on linebacker yeah. or safety, yes. and then I threw kicker in there as well. I got a really good text on not, linebacker, by it's the way. Not about, it's not about intelligence. It's about... Difficulty of the position. There That's are smart not, it players. Was skill. No, it's the hardest. It's oh. difficult. Yeah, skill. Said? I thought he said skill. No, the hardest. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, skill also, though, I would say, like skill and difficulty, same sort of thing. I would say, what takes the most skill to be uh, played? Well, hardest, maybe you do throw running back in there. We had well, Chris and. Although, Chris and like Mary w- would say that yes, because that's a, that was a call we had last segment. That's yeah, all right. Chris well, doesn't even know his first name. He thought he was Tristan when he. No, first you just can't hear. That's the problem. 
So what's the text you got on this? Um, this one's funny. I never thought I'd get a Ginger Ro- Ginger Rogers. Ginger, is that her name? Ginger? Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. No, right? we are way out of my depth here. Anyways, when Fred Astaire would dance with Ginger Rogers, everybody was amazed how good Fred Astaire was. But then someone said, well, that's fine, but Ginger Rogers has to do everything Fred Astaire does, but has to do it backwards. Because she's leading. No, he's leading. I don't know. Okay. But the point is, is that the linebacker has to understand everything that the quarterback understands without having the playbook, without having the plays called for him, and be a step ahead. Which is so the- maybe the linebacker is the smartest person on the field. Okay. But is that is that position more difficult to play? Is it a harder position to play than quarterback? Well, I'll tell you this. Linebacker here's, here's what is I do one know. of the top three walk-on positions in all of sports. Here's what I do know is that we can't find 32 guys to play quarterback in the NFL. And now is it because, I, I, I don't know why, but we can't find 32 guys to play quarterback in the NFL and we got plenty of linebackers. Like every team's got a solid linebacker, no? Jackson, yeah, so, Jacksonville's got like six of them. Yeah, but you're at... Uh, okay. All right, that's fair. That I'm just I'm looking at the position. Did you say Jacksonville has six of them? They they do basically. They really don't have one. No, of course they do. They Miles Miles Jack. I mean, of course they do. They got. <laughs> they don't have any. Ah, you're right. It's probably one of the positions greater than me. I just threw a city out there. Okay, fine. But so I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to look at that in a in a way that. But the linebacker doesn't have the plays called from. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, we went over the fact that he's apparently like the super genius guy. He sees the field. We knew Peyton Manning was like that. Oh, whatever, But Ryan Jared Tannehill. Goff has been successful, and it's pretty much renowned that the guy's a moron. Doesn't know where the sunrise is set, Jerry. So, I mean, sometimes speed and accuracy can compensate for stupidity. I mean, that's how I got into my marriage, right? Sorry. Go ahead. That, that joke fell flat. That's it. <laughs> We're going to have to reset this for next week because I, I'll do some more research on it. I think we'll try to get our buddy Fred Stokes on. By the way, you can catch Fred Stokes every Sunday here on well, ESPN What we're going to do is... is we'll, I'm going to call Rob Keefe about this, my buddy. We'll do Rob Keefe, but we're also going to do Fred Stokes versus Ray Forsyth. Yes, and that's the other guy I was going to throw in there. Yeah. Like, we'll get our we'll football guys. We'll do defense guys. versus offense. We'll get our football guys Because on. Ray also has his boy, who's a... Offensive lineman left, in left Florida, tackle. left tackle of Florida. Okay, all right. So we'll, we're gonna we are going to punt this topic to next week, and we will discuss it next week. On you can't on the, kick it off because the NFL doesn't want those. They don't anymore. do that anymore. You want to get to night court here? Oh, we can do night. Okay, court. let's get to night court every single week. Jerry throws out some topics, we break them down. I judge them in night court. Let's all go to court. <laughs> let's go make some law now. Yeah, yeah. Some law. I say we go to court. Yes, let's go to court. Hey, you lawyer guys, you don't know me and Johnny are watching you while we're high. That was that felt smooth. That felt really smooth. So in the pocket. Just about as smooth as this radio show. It's night court. (laughs) Judge Nikki football. This court is in session. All right, all right, all right. Giant flag causes mayhem in Portugal. Okay. Um, apparently, you know those in soccer, they do those trifo things. They yeah, those them? like big banners. They do them in Orlando City games. I was disappointed they weren't doing it when I went to the game on Sunday. It's probably a good thing, though. Well, apparently four people almost got suffocated in Portugal. They don't look safe. No, they don't look they safe. Don't. They don't. look like then a big again, tent. Being a soccer fan 
in some You're of these countries, of it doesn't look safe. Like, it doesn't look safe going to a game in some of these stadiums. Like, there's so much violence in some of these stadiums. People are so crazy about these teams. I don't know, like, it. I, I don't know, and I know they do for Orlando City and some of the other soccer things. I'm surprised that they allow them to do it because they're so big. People get stuck underneath them. You don't know what's going on underneath the, the banners, too. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, though, um, that that this kind of thing would happen. I don't know what I can judge on this necessarily, but uh, uh, I would say I would say that's that would be negligence on the stadium side, and those people uh, they should not allow those big big banners. I guess international women's uh, soccer. Why are we still doing soccer? We're still. Well, doing I'm so- sorry, I have two soccer stories. Right, what do you ahead. want me to do? No, no, no you're good. International go women's soccer rules want to include a cap on scoring. That if one team is leading the other by, f- you want to do the over under on this one? I'd say I'd say the over under is four. Forty. What? That the game is scratch. So if, so if one team is up forty to nothing, they would just call the match. They would call it a match. Now okay. the local rules could supersede this. Would this be what? What league is this? This would be the governing body for all women internationally. Oh, there are games forty to nothing. I is can't this even happening? imagine like, this a doesn't game feel going like, to 40. This doesn't feel like a necessary rule. I feel like it would take so long to score 40 goals unless, I mean, are they talking for like eight-year-old peewee games? It I've would seen cover everything. It would cover everything. Yes. All right, fine. Then I'm good because you know what it's like to be a parent. I don't. I'm not a parent, okay? But parents driving down the road right now understand when you are at that game where it is just an absolute waxing and you're trying to figure out when you get to go back home. Because... Trust me, like it's not always enjoyable to go watch your kid in a sport, especially like like when they're in an individual sport or something like that. But no, I, I I'm fine with this. If it's forty to nothing, you call this thing, you go home, and I don't care what level it's at. It is not a competitive sporting event. That's perfectly fine. I think they should. I think it should be fifteen nothing. And soccer, forty's too much. What's the what's the what, what's the line of demarcation there? I'm thinking like twelve nothing. Oh, you'd lower it? Yeah, hell yeah. Why would, like, what are you thinking at 20? What's the coach saying at, at the, so, okay, so goal, timeout, 20 to nothing. Someone, what was it in Little League? Someone give me the, it's like eight after four. Like, I, I'll, I'll tell this, fine, I'll tell this story. Oh, my, no. My high school baseball There's teams. some secret anguish no, here. No, like, my high school baseball teams were awful. Oh, like, were? we routinely lost games, like, 25 to nothing. Like, we were awful. My wow. JV baseball teams. Yeah, like the well, I wasn't necessarily living the glory. I was days. on the bench for baseball, but okay. I played with Johnny Damon, so it wasn't my fault. But still, see, I did not play with Johnny Damon. Okay, I played with the coach's <laughs> kid. All right, we weren't very good. It was Celebration High School. So, my point being is that the game would be like twenty-five nothing after like two innings. We would just get killed. Okay, and I'm I'm throwing a number out here. We would go into the dugout and the coach would be like, "Hey, like you get one, one leads to two, and it's like, are you kidding me, man? You got to be joking." I don't know what the meeting is when it's 20 nothing in soccer. You got one more? Yeah, I got two more, what actually. What else you got? Um, Major League Baseball wants to include fruit in all snack bars going forward. What fruits would you include for Major League Baseball games? All right. I would not include oranges because they're too messy to eat. You, you got to peel throw, them. You can throw them, right? Yeah, you can throw You've them, already had a problem with Well, you can throwing, throw all right? of these things, right? Okay, so right off the bat, we're going to go grapes. Because, I mean, if you throw a grape, and who throws grapes, honestly, people, okay? But, like, grapes, it's a healthy snack, all right? And also, you can't necessarily hurt anybody. So, no bananas. Because you get the... 
peel slippage thing, right? No, like I probably wouldn't include bananas. Oh, once again, you're leaving behind waste. I want something that just you're kind of, you're eating it, and even if it's left, we're good, and it's not that heavy. Um, grapes is what I got for you here. That's um, it? That's it? You know, watermelon. We'll have to ask. We'll have to ask. Grapes these. and watermelon. Um, I'd say grapes, and I would go with, uh, why not apples? I'm cool uh, with apples. All right, one more quick one before we bring Heath Ziegler on. Um, NBA awards for coach of the year. Is the media pick of Dwayne Casey the prior? Is that the real award or is it the NBA award that's the real award? No, the real award is the media award. The real award is the award that's been given for years. The real award is the guys that have been watching these games that are impartial when they vote. The coaches... Listen, Dwayne Casey won that award because they knew there was probably a good chance that he was going to lose to LeBron. So if Brad Stevens wins the one at the NBA He's the coach of the year. Oh, no, no, no. The media award. If he wins the media award. Okay. No, Casey already won the media award. No, he did not. He won the Coaches Association Award. So that's not the real one. No. No, it's not. And this is my... Too many awards, people. Can I... Just give me one minute on this. Okay, Okay. let me step up on my soapbox. We have reached a point where every outlet wants to give out an award just because it's another piece that they can put in to kind of like fill space, fill a void. We have too many awards. The players wanted awards because they didn't like the they didn't they wanted to do something instead of the media and try to take the importance away. The media has always had awards and they probably built up a little bit too much importance on them. And now these associations, the coaches associations, they want to do a coach association association coach of the year or something. It's like the AP we versus have too the coaches many. poll. We need just one award. There's too many here. The players award. Do you have the winner of each award kind of compete with each other? Here's like, what like I will a, tell like you. A celebrity death match. No. Here's what I will tell you. The difference between the media awards and the co- the media awards and the players awards, sometimes they tell you something, all right? Sometimes they do because like uh like Steph Curry wins back-to-back MVPs, right? James Harden wins it the year the players give it out, they win it the year Steph doesn't. The game was kind of a little t- they thought that Steph was a little bit overrated that year. Russell Westbrook wins it in wins it uh in the the media. I don't think I think Kevin Durant won it the year that Steph like last year or something like that. Says something I think about Russell Westbrook. Tells you the opinions of the players, but we have way too many awards. 844-225-5580. Text 21232. Heath Ziegler coming up next. We'll talk a little high school football. Get yeah. you ready for the weekend. And ask Heath who's the dumbest one on the field. Yeah, we'll do that. Fine. Live, local, and loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hey, welcome back. It's the final segment of the week here on Live, Local, and Loud. Hanging out with Jerry Daniels, Nick Ronaldwood's Nikki Football here in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can get in touch with us at 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. Also on Twitter at ESPN5, Nick, and at the Jerry Daniels. Right now on the line, we have friend of the show, Heath Ziegler, a name synonymous with high school football in Central Florida. Zig has been zigzagging around Central Florida covering all of the spring football games. If you want to follow him on Twitter, which is the best follow for high school football, you can do so at Heath Zig. How you doing there, Heath? Guys, I'm doing great. It's a Friday night, and I'm getting to watch not one game, but two games on the same field. I'm coming live right now from Oviedo High School where we just finished up the first leg of the of the doubleheader tonight. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, this is a unique situation you have out there. Um, uh, is Oviedo, right? Yeah, so we're at Oviedo High School. Lyman versus Haggerty was the first game that just played. Lyman wins in an upset over Haggerty on the last drive of the game. Wow. Haggerty, Lyman scores. 
Um, yeah, it was a, it was a rough one for. Uh, Luckily, for that game doesn't count on the scoreboard. It, it does. It doesn't count, but you know where it does count. You know, you know, in the heads of the uh, the players, they've been waiting all spring to get to play somebody else. So I definitely feel bad for the Haggerty kids. But both teams played great. Both both coaching staffs did an outstanding job. The game uh, got a little chippy near the end. So uh, so if you don't think that it matters, um, you should have seen the end of the game. But uh, Lyman, you got my hats off to them. They they played a great game. But now here's the here's the showcase of of the evening. We have. Oviedo High School going up against Seminole, the orange and black versus the orange and black. And this one's going to be good. There's college recruits. I've, I've seen recruiters from about 12 different Division One schools here pacing the sidelines. There's some studs on the field right now. And I can just tell you from watching those two teams take the field a moment ago, there's Division One talent in this town. There, this game is going to be big. The stands are packed. There's a lot of fans that are sticking around from the first game. So, uh, Oviedo, I, I really like the idea of double headers. It's great for recruiters. They can see four teams instead of two. And I think it's great for our community to all come together and support spring football like this. I've got to, you got to love it. Last time we talked, it was DP on the mat. Who have we seen over the past week and the last week of high school spring games? So, Dr. Phillips and Winter Park had their game on Wednesday night. They moved it up to Wednesday night so they could get more college recruiters there because they want to be the only show in town. And they did a good job of getting the, the recruiters there. There was about 10, 10 to 12 recruiters there at that game. The final score of that was 14 to 7 in favor of Dr. Phillips. But that was a sloppy game. The weather has kind of been the story of, <laughs> of spring football. But, you know, I know you love Dr. Phillips, so I did get a couple notes for you from Rodney Wells. You know that they returned all of their linebackers from last year's team? Oh, and those wow. linebackers were the key. Their linebackers were the key of why they upset teams and went on that run. So for them to return all of them is phenomenal so i wanted to make sure i, I threw that in there for you jerry because I, I know that you have a soft spot for them oh yeah i'm a panther true and blue all right real quick we had the question of the night our second question of the night is who's the dumbest guy on the football field we know it's not the linebacker seriously on a serious note skill position heath you've been following football your whole life what's the three most skilled position or hardest positions to play on a football field in your opinion Okay, well, if you want to get real special, like real technical, punt returning is extremely difficult, especially at the professional level. Like, I don't honestly don't even know how some of these guys field those punts. That's one position. Free safety, you have to have a screw loose to play free safety at any level. I mean, you've got to be willing to get your bell rung and, and ring some bells yourself. And lastly, I would have to go with just it's, your Mike linebacker. I mean, you, you've got to be. Wow, linebacker's be, getting a lot of love tonight. Yeah. Where did you go with, Jerry? I did linebacker, left tackle, and quarterback. Okay. Yeah. But depending on size, I was willing to substitute left tackle for center. And then the one that I was willing to put in there, if we were talking just skill, was a uh, place kicker. Yeah. Uh, you want a little note on the Bishop Moore game? Yeah, go ahead. We'll go there now. So, so, so last week, uh, I was hyping up the game, Osceola versus Bishop Moore, how what a cool matchup it is. 8A versus 5A was just going on and on about what a good good game it would be, and everyone should get out and watch it. The final score, ready for this? Zero to zero. What the heck? Was it a soccer match? I, I, Coach, I, I wasn't there, but I tell you what, I, I got a little bit of, uh, I read a little bit of, of the game afterwards, and I found out that I guess it was just a slop fest, and I guess teams were just turning the ball over left and right. The ball was soaking wet, but still 0-0, zero to zero, and now both teams... They'll let spring games finish, 
tie? Oh, yeah. So tonight we thought the game was going to end in a tie um, with Haggerty and Lyman, but unfortunately they ended up losing. But if it had, uh, yeah, they, they don't play in overtime, especially when you have another game that's about to start right after you. All right, so real quick, Keith, we only got a minute, but what's the next big marker before fall for high school football teams? I would have to say next week there is still a couple spring games. Edgewater versus Wakaiva is one that I would like to see. Um, it's, it's two really good teams. Both coming off, Edgewater's coming off a district championship. I'm interested to see how those teams match up. Uh, and I think that overall, uh, I'm excited for what's going to be coming out of Florida, Central Florida in recruiting terms. I, I tell you, this spring, I have seen more recruiters, more Division One, top end, SEC, ACC, Big Ten recruiters in Central Florida, more than, I, more than I'm used to seeing. And I think that we're on to something here where this next class, is going to be something that's great. It's going to be something that we talk about. And there's probably a few NFL players right here among us, right here in Central Florida. It is Heath Ziegler. If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can so at, at Heath Zig. Thank you very much, Heath. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, Jay. Y'all take care. Man, we're not far off from the high school we're football season. We're losing him a little bit there, yeah. but but uh, great to see him out there at a doubleheader on the same uh, field there. That's yeah, thank goodness they let those things end in a tie, though. I mean, it's a meaningless, meaningless spring game, right? It is. It's a showcase for the kids. It is. It's a good opportunity to kind of get those guys rolling, and then, of course, they'll get the season going in just about five weeks We'll from have now, to reopen weeks. this discussion of who's the dumbest guy on the field. Uh, we will get into it coming up next week. We will also make it talk, out of here alive. Yeah, we'll also talk uh, Magic Basketball next. we got a whole lot to get to. Coming up next, we got the Kevin Sutton Show. Jerry and I will be back on Monday. It'll be like we never left right here on the ESPN 5 at Orlando. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.